0: This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: William Loughran, uh, host of All Good Poems We're Travelling Shoes on Otago Access Radio. It's made it something of a mission to create new and refreshing forums for poetry in our city. The Fringe Festival 2016 All Good Poems kicks off its travelling shoes in favour of classical ones uh, for a special event at Knox Church on uh, Wednesday the 9th of March collaboration is as always at the heart of all good poems events and here to tell us more about this collaboration is Ian Loughran and also a recent guest of the awesome morning show Sophie Morris good to have you both with us on the show today thanks for coming and joining us good morning Jeff.
2: thank you
1: Ian uh This is a collaboration between some of New Zealand's finest poets, uh, composers and singing talent Hence we've got Sophie here Yes indeed How will they all come together for this All Good Poems Wear Classical Shoes?
0: Well I was keen um, to, to bring together poetry uh, with, with some classical composers, and I was lucky enough to have uh, contacts in those fields. So we've got um, Emma Neill, Sue Wooten, and David Eagleton, Eagleton who are all award-winning, acclaimed uh, poets, and also brought, brought together with some award-winning and acclaimed composers in Anthony Ritchie, um, Sam Van Batu, and um, Jeremy Mayle. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, persuade Sophie Morris to to sing those poems. So the poems have been set to music by those composers. Uh, there's four, uh, one poem from each of the poems, there's one from myself too. So there's four poems have been set to music, and it's Sophie will sing those poems on the night with uh, Anthony Ritchie and Sam on piano um, accompanying Sophie.
1: What an amazing it, lineup. in the
0: stunning uh, centre of Knox Church too. Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's an incredible lineup, Ian. Um, <clears throat> when did this idea come to you? In the middle of three o'clock in the morning? Yeah,
0: it, it probably <laughs> was. Yeah, probably when um, my three year old was uh, crying for something in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm, I'm keen to like words really do fire me up the, the the written word and the spoken word even more so. And I was keen to explore what depths that could go to. So, you know, to bring song and composition into those words uh, and I've heard Sophie sing those uh, new compositions in her first first rehearsal and it sounded um, very, very, very good and I'm glad that, you know, she could bring her voice to those poems and bring them to life, so to speak.
1: Sophie, we'll talk a little bit about, about your role in a moment but, but Ian, how did you go about selecting the various contributors here? Did you have it in your mind that there were certain um, writers and performers that would work best, or was it kind of a, a little bit more random than that? No,
0: it, um, I, I just, you'll, you'll be aware, because you've seen me around the traps. I do go to a lot of um, poetry events, and I go to a lot of musical events, and I was well aware, uh, as, as readers and poets of Emma Sue and David's work. Uh, and I've been to see uh, a couple of things Jeremy and, and Anthony have put on uh, and Sam too are the three composers we've chosen and I just thought that, that they would work together um and I was keen to go the classical way with the poetry because classical music and and even um you know musical theatre and show tunes they they work well in very um they can work in very discordant Word structures uh, and still bring it bring it out, so I was keen to see how that worked and uh, I'm quite uh, very very pleased with the results so what um, what criteria or specifications of any were given to the
1: composers
0: well well now it 's quite free. Um, there, there was no caveat, really. I, I didn't want them to go too far away from the text, but I, I, I certainly didn't... I say, I, You know, you don't have to stick rigidly to it. Um, but, you know, aside from that, no, I, I was very trusting of the work that they would do, and, and the poets, too, the same.
1: So no kind of sitting down with the poets going to their composers, this is what my poem means.
0: No, because I'm, I'm keen... To, I wanted to get away from that, really, because I'm keen to see on the evening of the 9th of March the poet will read their poems and then the singer will also sing them so the audience can see the poet's vision and then the composers and the singers because the the poet's got one vision then the composer has another way of seeing it and then Sophie brings her own take to it with her voice so you you have a sort of three step process and then the fourth step is how the audience receives it so I'm keen to explore all those things
1: So Sophie tell us how this process has has worked for you? At what point did you come in?
2: Um, so I believe Ian had been in touch with the poets and this he'd had this vision and this plan and then we actually met um, through... I guess who, Ian Chapman, who was my supervisor at university, uh, and we had a night we were performing as Mr. Glad and the Skeleton Family at Purple Rain, and Ian Loughran was there performing as well, reading poetry, and so we sort of got together that night, and then after that he got in touch and said, "I'm having this idea, and would you want to be involved and be the singer for this?" Yeah, and so since then we've we've kept in touch, and as the as the poets have given their Given their pieces and the composers have written them, they've come to me and we've gone through the learning process and rehearsing. Yeah.
1: So we've heard Anne say that kind of at each level there's a there's a kind of an interpretation and each person kind of brings their own thing to it is it the same for you uh, you're, you're looking at these works and these words and, and, and thinking well what, what can I do here
2: Yeah I think you do want to give each piece its own flair and your own personal interpretation but also I think as a singer and as a p- p- performer you have a duty to be true to what was written by both the poet and the composer so it's a real balance of bringing something unique but really being true to what, what was there and what it was created as These
1: are all uh, as far as you're concerned completely fresh and new works um, does that sort of pose any challenges for you?
2: Uh, not so much a challenge but just an, a, an expectation or a, a, a drive to do the best that I can um, I've never I've never premiered a work a new composition I've, I've done some work before with Jeremy but that's been premiered previously um, so I think it's a real honour to have the first chance to bring these songs to the public yeah
1: I've always kind of wanted to ask this question, and, and, and this is a really good forum to do it, because you're faced with a fresh set of words here. Um, with some of the more some of the works that you're more familiar with, you kind of got templates, whether you take any notice of them or not. Other performances, other interpretations, other emphasis. So, how much time do you spend reading the words and trying to find your way through what? Is poetry.
2: Yeah, a lot of time, and definitely a lot of time reciting as well as singing. So, working through, getting the real feel of the text, the real inflection, and then trying to transition that into the singing.
1: So, Ian, um, talk a little bit about the format of the night and kind of what order of things can happen.
0: Well, we have it's split into two, interval in the middle. We have two poets will read three of their works each, including the piece that's being composed. And then uh, Sophie will sing um, four songs uh, in the first half, and five songs in the second half. So she'll be singing the four works that have been premiered and composed for the night, but she'll also be singing five sort of favourite theatre musical theatre favourites too. Um, So, so we'll have two parts reading songs, and then a break, and then two parts reading, and then songs. And what
1: role have you been playing all of this? Kind of musical director, artistic visionary? (laughs) Trying to
0: bring it, well, as you know, when you're putting these type of things on, you tend to take multi-roles, so it's musical director, creative because it's my own work also, publicist, administration, manager, um, you know, everything. (laughs) Is it
1: the kind of thing that would have been possible without a Fringe Festival? Would you do it anyway, Ian, do you think?
0: i would like to do it um it, it's easier in the framework of an existing festival i do hope to take this concept whether the people um with with the existing team would be lovely uh I'm, I'm in conversation with taking it overseas uh so that's a possibility but certainly the format of poetry um composition, classical composition and a soprano singer is something I'm very keen and I I think it'll work Uh, and from what I've heard so far it is working very, very well and I think it's a very exciting thing for Tunedin to have so for me for myself, uh, having the Fringe Festival format is fantastic But you know, I'd I'd really like to take this on from
1: Having now worked on this for a while and it's coming very close to performance time uh how are the other poets feeling about how their work is being interpreted
0: Uh, they're, they're very excited they they haven't heard it yet because i wanted sophie to get more chance to to rehearse before i brought it to the poets um sue wooten has worked with anthony ritchie before so she knows what he can do um uh, but they're all they're all very very excited um, David Eagleton has worked with uh, musicians such as uh, Martin Filson from The Chills before so he's used to that but he's never had someone sing his work before he's, he's read it with a musical background um, so everyone's very very excited I'm certainly excited about even my own piece uh, Sophie singing that, which so- I've heard and it's no, very, very good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure it is. Sophie, as excited as everybody else?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very excited.
1: All right, well, look, uh, let's talk about performance dates and ticketing, things like that, because this is a not-to-miss item on the Fringe Festival.
0: No, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's it's on uh, March the 9th, which is a Wednesday evening. It's at Knox Church from 7pm. Uh, the tickets are available from Dunedin Fringe, uh, which is... .org.nz i believe is that is
1: that right. Uh, Fringe dot .nz yeah, so it's even easier yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: so you can get tickets there there's also an office um, it's the old um, i uh, tourist information site um, you can buy tickets there too in person. Right. Uh, put uh, it tickets in are your $24 and $20 concession so it's a very good price for such talent I believe.
1: It's an amazing lineup, Ian. Congratulations on putting it together. Okay. Sophie, thanks for coming and joining us this morning. We really look forward to this, uh, what will be uh, a gleaming highlight, I'm sure, of Fringe Festival 2016. Thanks both of you for joining us on the Awesome Morning thanks, Show. Jeff. Thank
2: you very much.
0: This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio
1: and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.